Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. Today's guest is my personal ambassador of joy, choreographer, dancer, and founder of the Groove 3 Dance Fitness Craze, Benjamin Allen. Um, if you're listening for the first time, I really hope you like what you hear. I love to talk to creative professionals about how they do their thing and the ups and downs of it all. And if you like what you hear today, um, check out the other episodes and subscribe because these are the conversations that we like to have and they're, they're fun and interesting and I hope you enjoy it. Um, I also want to say that this episode of Dennis Anyone is sponsored by the LA Gay and Lesbian Center's new production of Edward Albee's Tony winning play, The Goat or Who is Sylvia? It opens on the 19th of September. Uh, they do great work at this theater. I can't wait to see this production and uh, there is a discount code for listeners of this podcast. So if you go to lagaycenter.org backslash theater, you can find out about tickets. And then when you check out, just use the discount code mismatch. One word, M-I-S-M-A-T-C-H, named after the mismatch game, which is the show I do there. So check that out. I think it's going to be a great night at the theater. Um, I also want to announce that DennisAnyone.net is up and running. It's a website that I designed um, from Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. It was fun and pretty easy most of the time. And if you go there, you can do a lot of things. You can take the audience poll, which I really hope you do. It helps so much to help me grow the podcast. Just take a couple minutes, click through, answer the questions. Uh, you can also leave a tip in my uh, tip jar. Um, it helps keep the podcast free, and I want to thank Scott Williams for donating this week. Thank you so much. Uh, it really, really does help. Uh, you can sign up for my newsletter that comes out every month, and there's also going to be an interactive little section uh, on the blog on my website, and I'll tell you about that at the very end of this podcast, and maybe you want to chime in on something. You can also email me there um, at dennisanyonepodcast at gmail.com. Finally, I would love it if you liked Dennis Anyone on Facebook, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Hensley Dennis. Right on. Without any further ado, here's my chat with Benjamin Allen. Hey, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, and my guest today is the man who has probably brought more joy into my life in the last three years than anybody else, the founder of Groove 3, the hip-hop class I take. He's a dancer, he's a choreographer, he's an entrepreneur, he's a host, and he's an awesome guy, Benjamin Allen. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I say welcome, but we're in well, your office. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. And that was a great intro. It's and true, though, man. I You are, I call you the joy whisperer, because you your spirit in your classes and the way you teach and the way you make everybody feel included and the, it's wonderful. I like the you, I think at one point you said the ambassador of the joy. The ambassador of joy. I like that. It's true. And you you always make everyone feel welcome. Here's something I wonder about. Are you good at remembering people's names? I'm pretty good at I it. I think you are because you're good pretty it. good at it cuz I remember when I w used to work on cruise ships and you'd meet all kinds of people. Mhm. Mm and you would have nice conversations with them, but I wouldn't, you know, it was like a real thing to like remember their names because it matters. But you meet new students all the time. You always give everybody a hug. You make everybody feel welcome, but you remember I, their names pretty well. I kind of have like a two or three time rule yeah. for me to really remember because especially yeah. new students that walk in, I, it's really difficult to remember names, but right. I'm, I'm good with faces. So at least I can, you know, usually recognize like you were here last week, right? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? So yeah, that's that's a real gift, and it's something you you bring to your thing, and I think it's part of the reason you're so successful at it. Um, now we worked together in something, but forgot that we did it, <laughs> and then it became a flashback. Can we pictures? Well, I'll totally <laughs> post the picture. We can post the link to the video. Okay. Oh yes. Because when I started taking uh, Benji's class, I there was something familiar about him. Like I feel like I knew him, but I don't know. I just I there was something, and then we put our finger on it. In 2006, I think it was, right, um, there was a screening of Xanadu, one of my favorite bad, good movies, in Glendale, and there were live dancers that would come out during the big dancing number and recreate it in front of the screen, and it was incredible. And they had done it, like, a couple years before, and I'd been in the audience for it, and I was so obsessed with it <laughs> that I befriended one of the dancers and I said this was so amazing I loved it and so when it came around again he called me and said do you want to do it and so I did of course it was a dream and I looked at the pictures 
you know, after we started taking class with you, and there you were. We were in that thing together. Oh my you were though. You were the contemporary. Uh, well, the '80s, right. and I was like the '40s swing stuff. And then oh, yeah. all of us merged. What do you remember about that gig? Because <laughs> to me, it was like somebody that used to dance and then kind of hadn't danced in a long time, and then to be in that Xanadu number. Like yeah. a friend of mine said that he never saw me look more happy in my whole life. He thought my head was about to explode. Um, I I remember. <clears throat> Not knowing much about it, being yeah. asked to do it, and but you like you didn't really know the movie, like you, yeah, yeah, I really didn't. It's and okay. A lot of the rehearsals, um, we didn't see what was going on, so there wasn't the reference. Right. So she was just showing us choreography, um, the choreographer, and then all of a sudden we got in front of the screen and we're like, oh, we're actually doing what those people on. You know, right. We all had specific characters, and we're doing exactly what they were doing on screen. So that was actually a really awesome moment to realize that. And then we had, I remember having a ton of fun backstage with that group of people. It was a lot of fun, but do you remember the girl that started it all, the Xanadu, the the, the girl that was writing the checks and paying was us? she kind of a little crazy? She was kind of a little, she was a little crazy. crazy. Okay. She I was do su- a that. super Xanadu fan, and I think it was like her passion project. Yes. But this is what I remember is like, the first year that they did it, I, were you in it the first year or no, just the, you just and I? That, yeah. We just came in to yep. say that the yep. second year. Yep. And the first year, they only did that one number. And then I think this time they brought it. Do you remember they brought us back at the end to do mm-hmm. the clapping mm-hmm. and the Xanadu oh, thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we kind of fucked it up. Like, we were under rehearsed right. and we didn't enter at the right time. And it was just simple, like, yeah. Xanadu. There wasn't a lot to it. But I think we kind of fucked it up. And I remember her. She was be- upset. She was upset about that. Oh, uh, yes. I do remember that. <laughs> I thought I, I'm glad I'm not the only one that I remember remembers it. But that also oh, means that she must have been really upset if we both remember it. But I think she was really upset. Yeah. Well, you it know what? It was life right there. It was all there. Yeah. And we, I think by then we were like, we were already at the Mexican <laughs> restaurant across the street. <laughs> so anyway, it was. it was fun being in that. And it was, it was. fun realizing that, was... that we had both done that. Yep. Years later, here we are. Here we are. Now... When you started Groove 3, it's yes. your own um, dance fitness company brand, mm-hmm. and you teach different classes around town. Correct. When was the official launch of Groove 3? Okay, so I, I ventured out onto this journey um, the day after my 30th birthday, right. which was in 2010. Right on. gave away my age. That's all right. Um, and that was not branded that was not the vision that was only me wanting to start a class outside of my current curriculum of teaching at a gym and teaching at a professional dance studio right so i was at gold gym and i was at the edge performing arts center and i said you know what i want to do something on my own i want to i want to do the same kind of thing but i want it to be mine yeah, I said, let me just see if I can expand and broaden right. my horizons. And so I had gotten connected with a space um, through my friend Matt Mitchell, and I approached the owner and I said, I want to do this fun dance thing, and it's a little, you know, a little fitness based. Can I rent space from you? And she said, Yeah, just split the door with me. Let's do that. And so Sunday morning, we were we were out Saturday night in a limo in drag. <laughs> you were in drag. The start of Groove 3, you were in drag? No, the night before, on my 30th birthday, because turning 30 is such a drag. I see, I see. Uh, so, uh, it wasn't, I thought it was like you were going to go no. flyering in drag and you were trying no. to get people to come. No. So, it just happened to be, the night before, you partied it on in full Crazy. drag. And How I, did you look in drag? I, like my sister. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, I you mean, had to, sh- you know, the full shape, because oh, you're yeah. a little scruffy. Yeah. My, what was your outfit? Oh man, I don't even want. Was it. it like sexy or was it, it was, more like? Yeah, yeah I good. was like, I think I looked like a a New Jersey kind of, like was one of the girls on Jersey Licious or Jersey yeah, Shore. Yeah, I think it turned out to be a like little a little trashy, snooky. Yeah, I, think I right. had like leopard tights on, and I've only <clears throat> really done it once. Yeah, uh, I've done it in like shows, sort of like sketches and stuff. But then I did it once for Halloween with some friends, and yeah. I did like Anne Margaret yeah. in the pink tights and the. Or the the black tights and the pink sweater, and it was really fun. And then it was miserable, miserable. And then it was fun again. Yeah. And then it was miserable. But it wasn't fun all the way through. It is not fun all the way. I through. I don't have the gene. And if you I, ever want to respect women for yeah. what they do, what they go through, walking around in heels, wear them for a few hours, and you will have a whole new respect for them. Yeah. So you tore it up. 
30, your birthday. Yeah, we were out in a limo. We hit, like, three different bars all over town. And then I don't know how I dragged myself out of bed, but that was the beginning of, like, this whole thing. Was that that first class? That first class. And you still had, like, mascara on your I probably face. did. And you were like, I probably did. Wow, how did, who showed up? Um, you know, it was awesome because just from teaching at all the other studios, right. I had um, a little bit of a, a, a base of students that... Yeah supported and were awesome and I had just right. done my my due diligence of like texting everyone I know like come to class come to class come to class um so I don't know maybe 20 people showed up that's awesome yeah like it was it was a great first start I was really happy with it and then the way everything just kind of spiraled from there more and more people started showing up then we decided we wanted to brand it a little bit so originally it was called Dance Break LA okay so imagine like the the campaign was you take a smoke break, you take a lunch break, why not take a dance break? Right. I, right? I, I think like, it's good. Everybody needs, like, an yeah. hour in their day where yeah. you just go and Dance loose. breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, come to find out, it's a company in New York, so it's already trademarked. Damn it. So that didn't happen after we It was already... a stupid idea anyway. It's too yeah. on the nose. Too on the nose. It was right. too perfect. Yeah. Um, but also, like, somewhere in there, we started incorporating the DJ. Right. You know, so it just, it all started taking shape. Like the One way... of the cool things that Ben does in his classes is there's a live DJ in each class that, so the music's constantly changing, and... It's really exciting. It makes it feel like a dance party. So it's really exciting, and that's where that's what's helped us. I think create create a a difference in the experience. Right. It's right? a different vibe. Dance. Have you seen anybody else doing live DJs in classes? Uh, I've heard of a right. few, and I've I've heard there's a few more that are starting up right. with DJs in their classes. So I have no idea if they've seen what we're doing, and they're right. trying to do it, or they have their own spin on it. But it was a pretty um, fresh idea for you guys. Like, it, was, it wasn't so. something you're, like, nabbed from something. It was like, I what think, if we tried that? Yeah, and it, it's just it, figuring out how it actually incorporates into class yeah. is a different story, too. Like, it's fun to do a one-off and have a DJ there, but actually to have that as part of the brand yeah. that is there all the time creating the experience, That's that's been a... a a lot of learning. Well, of course, because every new DJ that comes, they need to serve the class. They Absolutely. can't just do their own thing. Yeah. They have to, you and know. We, we've been really lucky. We've had some really awesome DJs. Yeah. Like some, of, some of the best ones from the very beginning. Do um, they like doing it? I think they it's like doing gig, it. It's a gig, right? But is it it's something different, right? I think they like doing it. What do they it. tell you afterwards? Like, oh, that was they fun like different. It. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had I've had classes where the the students are like cheering the DJ's name because yeah. they want more. Like you right. know, the one more time, right? Right, of course. So I'm always leading it. <laughs> what? If a, Stop. if a DJ's killing it and you don't want the party to end, then one more, yeah, right? Then how awesome for a DJ yeah. when normally at a club, like the lights come on and they have to shut the music yeah. off, and here their people are cheering their name, wanting more, 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 spend yeah. more music. So. It's cool. I, I think it's a fun. It's it's easy enough, I think, for them to show up for the hour and play fun music. But when they're actively a part of the class and not just up in a booth somewhere, yeah, they feel like they're part of something, and they and they are. They're a huge part of this groovement for sure. The groovement, the groovement, baby. I love it. All right, now when did it go from one class to I'm going to have letterhead? I'm going to call it this. <laughs> I'm going to do all that. I'm going to go to Kinkos or I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to do that. Right. Well, you know, dance break kind of took off shortly after that. Right. And we had some flyers made and all that stuff. But then it was a good year, I think, before that panned out, you know, that or fell through. And then, right. we, then we created Groove 3. You came up with the new brand name. Right. And then um, a really good family friend, one of my sister's closest friends, who is a graphic designer, had just finished school, was looking to... Perfect. Was looking to get into um, the movie business. Right. I had just lost a roommate, and I was like, if you want to move in and maybe come help out with Groove 3, like, we're growing a lot, we have all these ideas. So this wonderful young lady, Megan Shoots, showed up um, in L.A. With her Photoshop and her pixels and her illustrator. And one of the most detail-oriented person I've ever met, and she literally gave Groove 3 the look 
and brand that it has today. And it's so great. Yeah. Like yeah. she created the logo, the logo type, like the color palette, all that stuff. I mean, it's been through some revisions, but that was, that was really kind of like when it started taking shape and that wasn't just her. I mean, that was a few other people too that had come on board, um, who were students who said, Hey, you know, if you need me to help take money at the door, next thing you know, they're helping plan all the events and organizations like Caroline McBohos was there from the beginning. Amber Powell was there from the beginning. Like, just some awesome people that love to dance said, you know, I like what you're doing. I'm willing to help out and really help take shape with it. Jason Lestine has been there from the beginning. But so. it's a tribute to your personality and your your charisma and your warmth. And, like, pe- you're like the Pied Piper. People will follow you because your spirit is so great. So that's just me saying that. You don't have to comment. <laughs> um, now you've got a DVD, your first DVD. Right. So five break years, this down. Five years later, we just released our first DVD. Wow. Yeah. It's called? Dance, Sweat, Live. Which is the three that's, tenets of Groove 3. That is what the three stands so for. And that's fine. I've watched it. It's awesome. It's like taking, it's you pretty much. You watched it or you did it? I watched it. Mm. So you I just sat prepping. there and critiqued? Yeah. I just was like, ooh, why did they, <laughs> no, I don't know. That was a weird cut. No, I loved it. I didn't do it in my living room. It was... Uh, I have IBS. It's fine. Uh, Anyways. Um, so, it's like the experience of going to one of your classes. It's very much like that. That was what I wanted to create most. Yeah. I, I If we were going to do it, it's got to be as similar to class as possible because this is our first big thing that's that's a calling card to people... All over the world. ...and internationally that can pick it up and go, oh, what is Groove 3? Here's the DVD. Yeah. Try it out. It's a it's a dance workout that doesn't feel like a workout because it's so much fun and it's not intimidating in the way that some dance classes can be because of the way you teach. Right. So, so when I first when I first started because I come from a professional dance background, right? Um, not a fitness background, right? Um, I really set out on a mission to bridge the gap between the commercial industry and the fitness industry, right? Because I think. Your typical fit, dance fitness classes that are in gyms, they're fitness-based. You're right. doing dance-ish movement. But it's all about getting that per- heart rate up and the beats. and the, It's all exactly. about how much you're burning off. Exactly. You never talk about that. It's, exactly. not, it's irrelevant. It is. It's not, it, it's, it's not irrelevant. It's a byproduct of the fun. Absolutely. Thank, and thank you for understanding that because yeah. that, it really is. I mean, I've stayed fit for years because I dance every day, um, but that's not, you know, that's the byproduct of it. It's because right. I do it every day and I love doing it every day. I don't go to dance class because I'm like, I need to burn off that cheese yeah. right last night. Right. So it's been, it's been finding um, our place in the world, but knowing my background and where I'm coming from and taking the professional industry, which I'm still fairly attached to. Right. And bringing that movement that cool funky as they say these days swag right um to the dance floor and making it accessible for the everyday person right because who doesn't want to feel like a superstar when they're dancing and the great thing about your classes is it's all ages it's all literally it's so everybody's there it's ages, every <laughs> race, creek, everything is all in the mix. And we were just having a bagel around the corner, and one of your students happened to come in. Of course, a lot of hugging. There's always hugging with you. <laughs> and she had, like, a tag on from where she worked. Yep. And she was talking about the next – it's like, so she works in some job around here. Yep. And she was talking about when she, was, she wasn't going to be able to go to the next class, but she's going to go to this one. And that must be nice to see that. All all the time, and know that it's nice to it's nice to know. Honestly, for me, it's nice to know the difference that it's making in people's everyday lives, right? And that for a lot of people, that if they miss class for one week, they can actually notice a difference. Like I missed it. I yeah. need this every week. So if it's that kind of thing that that's making an impact on someone's like day to day life, then. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I know the the groovement is is going to continue to expand and help change people's lives. Yeah, I used to the class that I went to most consistently was the Tuesday night one, and it would be <laughs> a long day of fashion police trying to write jokes, and then knowing that the big joke meeting was the next day. But then I had that nighttime class where I just got to like have fun, and I didn't have to think of any mean things to say about Adele or Taylor Swift, like. You're, there's no bitchiness in your universe, and it's such a nice uh, respite. And then there would be Taco Tuesdays sometimes afterwards, a yeah. lot. What happened to that? we got to bring that back. Well, it's gone. 
Is it? You have not been to Tuesday is, nights in a long time. It's a burger and beer joint now. You're kidding. Yes. What? Where are we going to get... We used to get coconuts out of that place. I know. I cannot take all the change. So much change, guys. It's too much. So much. <laughs> August was a shit show. All right. <laughs> Everything going wrong. Now, um, when you... As an entrepreneur, yep. when was the moment where you thought, this is going to work? We're onto something. And when was the moment where you thought, oh, fuck, this is a disaster. No one's going to... Was there... You know, like, what was your high and your low? Like, was there some trade show you went to I and know. nobody came? And I know. you shouldn't have had those banners? Or what the fuck? Did we? Why did we... Because I think when you're trying to do something new like this, you, you make mistakes. Yeah. You learn. You don't do that next time. You yeah. try... I, I think for me, it's ongoing. Yeah. The, the highs and the lows are ongoing, and that's the spirit of being an entrepreneur. Is zenning um, it out and just rolling is, with it. Yeah. I mean, there obviously, there comes a time for people where you have to step back and go, this is not working. Right. Um, we've had enough moments in the last couple of years, and more specifically in the last couple of months, where it's scary times of like, are we ready to take this next leap? Right. Because the, ol- the o- only way you're going to grow is if you take risks. Right. So taking those risks is very scary. Right. Um, to a point where you want to go, let's not do it. Let's stop. <laughs> let's not right. continue. We're, we're perfect. This is perfect. Yeah, let's this just is keep fine. it. This is fine. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's actually a really scary and a really real thing. Um, but the highs... When they're high, when you pull off successful events, and right now we're like we're shutting the door and turning people away in classes. Yeah, that is a clear sign. Like, let's keep going. This right. is great. This is what people want. So why don't we just keep continuing to bring it to them? Um, but it's it's not easy. I mean, no, I don't think any entrepreneur would say, "Oh yeah, running your own business is totally easy." There's no there's no worries. Um, it's all about your team. It's all about your support staff. It's all about the people who support you. Um, and then you make some good decisions and you make some bad decisions, and hopefully you learn from them and continue to grow. Now you're a very amiable, <laughs> nice person. Have you found yourself <laughs> having to be like, okay, I've got to yes. have a come to Jesus moment. I have to say the hard thing that's uh, hard to say. Have I, you gotten better at that? I've gotten so much better at it. What's I'm still the, not, what's, I'm still what's not the, great. What's the, um, what do you tell yourself? Clear, put it out, say it. Yeah. It, it's really, it's really like any relationship where, you know, honesty is, is the best policy and it, and, and I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. And, and, you know, that's, that's the hard thing is that you kind of project and you're like, oh, this is going to ruin their day and their life and they're going right. to be so upset. because you're a nice person. Half the time when those conversations actually come up, yeah. I feel like those people are on the same page too. Yeah. But it just needed to be said. Right. So it's the difference of saying it with tact. Yeah. Or saying it with a baseball bat. Yeah. So that's what's hard for me is just learning how to have a quick conversation. Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't think this is working out. Let's figure out another option. Right. It's not hard. It All just right. needs to be done. Talk to me about what will always define <laughs> the summer of 2014, which is the rooftop. <laughs> so you started teaching classes on this rooftop in Hollywood yeah. on Monday nights, and it's been so much fun. It's been a game changer. In what way? Um, the, the joke about elevating the experience yeah. because we're literally and physically elevating the experience, um, outdoors, sunset, theme nights, special yeah. guests, um, the theater that we have partnered with has been so supportive. Like talk about a, a partnership from heaven. <laughs> right. That's amazing. When you said that, I was so glad because so many times you hear like a great idea go south because the different entities can't get well, on the same page. Or, or not even, or they just, they're just, they say, here's the space. We're not yeah. supportive. And these, these guys, um, are creative types. Yeah. And they think what we're doing is so cool and adds so much value to their venue. Yeah. And we think, you know, having their venue is so wonderful. So it really like every every email that goes back and forth is like, can't wait for next summer. Yeah. Let's try this. Let's do that. So it's it's just been a unique experience. I mean, in Hollywood, it couldn't go down. I any, feel like I'm any in step better. Up. I love it. It feels so much. like a movie scene. Yeah. And the, here's another little secret tip. 
the selfie light at right when the sun's going down up there is the best selfie light in the city. It's like magic hour. So you extended it into September, which means the last night of the thing is my actual birthday. So if you're in Los Angeles and you want to celebrate my birthday with me, you're doing something crazy that night. Mm Mm-hmm. Break this down. I don't I understand it, quite what it is. It is. It's a little hard to explain, and I think you just have to come to experience okay. it. Okay. I'm really excited that it's your birthday. I know. Me too. We I should... don't have to plan it. I'm like, yeah, done. Yeah, I is... might get a cake at Porto's. I might not. I don't know. I think we should. Okay. I absolutely think we should. We'll do whatever. Okay. We'll get some confetti cannons. And... Right. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But don't you notice on TV shows when they have confetti cannons, like, it's always hit and miss, because sometimes... They like on so you like think the you can finale? dance, <laughs> which you went to. I just watched it last night. It was everybody like. There's always those shots where you can't see anybody's face because it's too so much, much confetti. It's too much confetti. What I'm saying is, it's always a risk. It is. All have right. you ever been in the middle of a confetti cannon? Yeah, I feel like I have. I can't remember when though. I know it would be good. Yeah, so fun. We used to have them once in a while on Fashion Police, but yeah. I've never been in the middle of them. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's exciting. So, so the 29th, yeah, your birthday. Um, the rooftop. There is a company called Silent Frisco. F R E S C O. F R I S C O. Okay. Yeah. Like San Francisco. Yeah. Like San okay. Francisco. Um, when you arrive, you will get your own personal um, wireless headset. Right? Everybody. Head- headphones. Okay. Everybody will get one. Um, so just imagine, you know, surround sound in your ears. You can adjust the volume if you like it a little louder, a little softer. Um, like normal, our DJ will be spinning. Yeah. I will have a mic so everybody can hear me in their headphones, right? Right. So the entire rooftop will be jamming out um, for during class. Instead of speakers up front, you have them in your ears, right? So it'll be – if you're watching it, it'll just be quiet. Totally silent. That's the, wow. That's the silent part of Silent Frisco. Okay. Uh, and then – uh, after the class is over, right. we're bringing up two other DJs, so three DJs total, one spinning hip-hop, one spinning house, one spinning disco. Oh, you know your, which one I'm tuning your, to. Your headphones have the capability right. of changing channels. Right. And when you change the channel, they light up a different color. Wow. So if you're listening to... Disco. Disco. Of course. And I'm listening to hip-hop. Right. But maybe I don't like the song that the DJ's playing. Yeah. And I look over and I see Dennis with his green headphones. He's obviously listening to disco and jamming out. And he seems to be enjoying himself. <laughs> I'm going to change the channel That's and go so over. cool. And jam out with you. That's cool. So it's a it's a unique thing. It I think it's kind of gaining this little popularity. They do it out on the pier. Yeah, I... I, I um. I was at a party and I was telling friends about it and they were like, um, that's okay. Somebody's doing a drilling or whatever. <laughs> uh, it may or may not pick up on the mic. Uh, I was telling friends about it and there was like, they'd heard of it. Like, so this yeah. little thing is happening. I think so. So it's cool that they're doing it on the roof. It's yeah. cool that they're partnering with us. Cool that they're doing it on the roof. And then I actually think they're throwing a party on the roof after that. So this is their tester promo. Nice. And then everybody's invited. I don't know if it, I think it's that following Saturday. So if it's my... Oh, the following Saturday is late, or okay, I yeah. think so. Yeah, okay, cool. It actually might be that Saturday. If that's the twenty ninth, I think it's the fourth. Okay, awesome. Yeah. October fourth. Yeah, think they're throwing a big party on the rooftop, so we can. We're gonna, you're the thing. Well, yeah. that, okay, awesome. Now, what's your favorite compliment to get from somebody that comes to one of your classes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I hear a lot of different things. I hear a lot of different reasons why people come uh but it's it's more just the the thank you i needed this right than anything because i do know how stressful life can be in general these days for everyone whether that's family or work or relationships like people go through some crazy stuff yeah i've got yeah, I definitely have had students that have worked through breakups coming to class. Yeah. Students work through health problems, like some serious stuff like cancer or lupus, like serious stuff that this hour releases all of those stresses for them. And um, yeah, so so I can't say it's one specific comment that kind of changes it for me, but right, it's really just the, the collective, thanks for doing this. I needed that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. When do you first remember dancing? Do your parents tell stories about you on the table or anything like that? That's the that's the the hard part is because you... I don't think <clears throat> excuse me I don't think that I was that kid. Yeah, like kid kid. The kid um, kid. 
That's okay. That was that was watching Michael Jackson videos, yeah. like, emulating his movement. Uh, I was for sure. It probably started around the bar mitzvah era, right? Because you were a Jewish kid growing up in Tucson, <laughs> and I'm from, from Arizona. Tucson. Were there many Jewish people in Tucson? I mean, I thought there was. I thought yeah, the Jewish were, community. We all knew each other. Yeah, but I there was, was plenty. Pretty, there was enough. I thought it was a pretty pretty good crowd of people, but. That whole, you know, you go into this season where all your friends are being bar and bat mitzvah. Yeah. Yours is part of that. And... Was it competitive? I don't think so. Yeah. I never felt like it was. I mean, there was always a little bit like, wow, this one's extravagant. But looking back on what our parties were to what they are today... Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, I'll go and dance at them. Like yeah. these crazy Beverly Hills bar mitzvahs. What? Yeah. These parties are out of control. Right. Have you ever yeah. been hired by somebody super rich to come and make their oh, yeah. daughter's bar mitzvah dream oh, come yeah. true? It's yeah. surreal, right? Oh, it's surreal. You walk into, you know, you're at the the um, Beverly Hills Hotel yeah. in their main ballroom, and the, the entire ballroom is converted into the theme of the party. It's like... And you've taught the the person, the kid... The, um, or they, you've taught that's, that's been on occasion. Us, right. Usually, I'm there as like a party starter. Right. You know, they want the energetic fun. Yeah. Come in, get the kids dancing, get the adults dancing. Right. It's really the adults though that want to boogie with you. Really. The kids, you know, the kids are kind of off doing their own thing, eating eating little pixie dust. Right. <laughs> eating all the candy at the candy bar. It's the like it's the the moms that are it's the horny no, moms. You have no idea. They're like how many. Woo! This is fun. Like, how oh, crazy. Have, has one ever, like, given you her hotel key or anything like that? Once. Really? Once. I had one woman that was coming on to me really strong. Yeah, because they're all drinking. They're it's like all drinking. Bar. You've got the moves. <laughs> exactly. You've got the moves. Young Irresistible. Whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. These, those women, the little, those little cougars. What? How did she do it? <laughs> I think this is so hilarious. <laughs> she was, like, so... And, yeah, I mean, just just pulling up close, like yeah. rubbing. Yeah, you just kind of have to work your way out of that situation a yeah. little bit. But yeah, they're you were on the clock. They're trying to trying to ask all those questions. You know, so where do you live? And yeah. do you have a girlfriend? And yeah, <laughs> all that. So you're like, oh, I know where this is going. Wow. All right. What's the weirdest job you've ever had as a, like a dancer, a choreographer? Like where you're like, I can't believe I ended up here. Because I one time when I was dancing, Wait, yeah, I um. There's Marvin and Barbara Davis. Have you heard of them? They're, he's like a billionaire. Okay. And they were involved in Hollywood studios and stuff. And she always had a carousel of hope ball. And all the celebrities came. Cool. And there was one time when I was part of a group of people that were at the atmosphere. Yes. So I was like... Yes. Uh, I had some kind of like Harlequin-y outfit on. And I was just standing on a thing and doing like my own kind of bullshit voguing mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, Martin Short had walked by. And it was just, like, this weird... Yeah, yeah, I was, like, one of those weird people at a party doing that weird stuff. And that's, that was, that's actually one of, I forgot one about of that. the times, yeah, with exactly the same thing. It was an event company that hired me. It was a Christmas party for a resort for all the employees. Okay. Right? It was up north, this big, this big resort. And same thing. They were like, oh, by the way, they want you to wear these costumes. Because it was, like, a Wonderland theme. Right. So the girls were like in little pixie outfits, and I feel like my outfit was similar to Peter Pan. Like it right. was tights and like some weird little hat. Wouldn't really be be a big deal if we were mingling while everybody was up mingling yeah. and mixing. They sent us out there while everyone's having dinner, so nobody's on the dance floor. They tell us not to walk around together, so we're ming- mixing and mingling around by ourselves. And people are like trying to eat. And they're trying to eat, and but they think we're going to perform. They think we're going to do. They something. They think something's going to happen. That was so embarrassing. I remember that. That was really bad. And then this was actually a job. That was worse than fucking up the Xanadu finale, I think. (laughs) Yes. And sending that girl out of there screaming in tears. There was actually something I did not that long ago where I was the choreographer on set. Okay. And so as a choreographer, you're not on camera. You're behind. So I'm chilling. I'm hanging out. I'm directing all the dancers to do their thing. Right. And at one point, they're like, oh, we're going to do this really fun Soul Train line. And they had hired... I actually shouldn't say hired because I think they just got people off of Craigslist. Right. And they were very random people to be an Indian and, um, 
these super random costumes right. just to throw in the mix of this Soul Train line. Like, right. here's all these dancers doing cool stuff, and then oh, who is that? Random so they just threw in a ran- random people for you to that you had to w- work with. Well, all they were doing was going down the Soul Train line, so I didn't have to do anything. Okay. With that. At one point, the director goes, "Yo, Ben, you should get in there." Wait, nobody's wearing the chicken costume. You get in the the chicken costume. That's going to be the title of this podcast. Wait, nobody's wearing the chicken costume. So wait, you're just, you're like, think you're a cool choreographer. I'm cool. I'm on my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the next Adam Shankman. Whatever. I'm on this. I got it. Wait, nobody's wearing the chicken costume. I I make the cameo (laughs) in the video in a chicken costume. But um, the best part for me was, a, well, A, it was so hot. Right, of course. Those costumes are ridiculous. Yes. So I'm sweating. I was Snoopy in college. I had a furry suit. I get it. But they want me to just go buck wild yeah. in there. And I think it's funny because I was making faces to the camera. Right. But you can't see my face. No. I'm in a costume. Because you're a pro. That's why. Because yeah. you know that I, you... I'm like... Sell it. Making yeah. faces. I should share that link with you. And you can, yes, you can put we're going to put it on this podcast. Too, yes. So that you can spot the chicken and know that that was me. That was my cameo. And But you rolled with it, though. Like, you didn't, you were like, fine, fuck it, I'll do it. I did at first, and then I was regretting it because I was like, why am I in this stupid costume? Why am I? And then, you know, they, of course they do. Because you're a, a nice couple, person. A couple takes. Yeah. They're like, let's do it again. Let's do it again. I'm like, get me out of this yeah. costume. So you do a lot of funny things. What's the best job you ever had dancing? Where you weren't the choreographer, it wasn't your yeah. company, I was just a dancer for hire, and that was the best fun thing. Um, you know, I will always probably remember my experience um, doing the original workshop of Rock of Ages. Oh, right. That I got hired to be one of the dance ensemble, and we put that show up um, in the summertime. I went it to like, it like two or three times in this big warehouse space. Okay. So it was even incredible. Be, so even before that. Oh, wow. It was before the warehouse space. It was at King King, which is a tiny little venue. Right. Um, and it was a phenomenal cast of dancers, actors, and singers. And so much of my career kind of like changed from that point. But I felt so honored to be a part of it. And just, <laughs> just an awesome rehearsal project. I mean, that was the very beginning stages of... Okay, so we have this number. Okay, we're getting the track from the band. All right, how are we going to do? I want to know what love is. And there was yeah. all this awesome stuff that went into putting up a yeah. show. Like when you get to be part of a show like that, that you have no idea where it's going to go. And to think now it's huge. Now it's, there's a, it's a Russell Brand, Alec Baldwin love story no but it went to broadway it's still running and everything yeah so did you know it was did you know like this could blow up i think everybody had an idea because such a big part of the population can relate yeah everyone loves those songs yeah those a's rock so even us in the cast like when you're like i want to rock rock you know you're you're i was wearing a big crazy 80s wig and yeah it was a blast. I, I that think also that probably, seems like the kind of show where it's like a summer, like people probably was. banging each other and flirting and like, that mm-hmm. seems like summer camp affairs, mm-hmm. it's where I started, show romances. That's where I started singing too. Really? Because you love. sing as well. I wouldn't say I'm a singer. You sing pretty good. I like your singing. Thanks. Um, wait, go back. <laughs> what was your bar mitzvah thing? Theme? I, we didn't have one. It was Colors. It was a color theme. I shared it with my cousin okay. because we we're three months apart. So and family, it just made more sense for family. Sure. I'll come in, um, and we just buy in a, bulk. Yeah, we just right. picked a color theme. Yeah, it was red, black, and white. And yeah. I remember I found a shirt that was like half the front was red, uh, was black. The other half was white. The opposite sleeve was white. The opposite sleeve was black. And then I found a red tie. So and you I nailed was, it. I was the coolest. I was so cool. You nailed it. So you so felt cool. like you you felt good about your bar mitzvah. You felt like you. I felt great, except I looked back at the pictures and I had really bad acne. But that's normal. I know, but I. Yeah. You don't. That's good though. It's better. That's better. Because you didn't know. Then when you look back and you think you felt, because I know that a lot of times you're like, I always felt so awkward, and you look back and you're like. I was cute. I wasn't fat. I was fine. Why did I feel so crappy about myself? Because other better kids to in be- school make you feel that way. Yeah. Stop bullying. Bullying is so awful. I know. So I think it's better to think you were the shit, and then you look back and you're like, okay, I had a couple zits. Big yeah. deal. I thought I was the shit. It's yeah. better. It was Junior high was rough. Yeah. It wasn't until high school, I think, that I started to find my own personality. When did you start dancing? Like in classes and stuff? College. Yeah, me too. I was late. Yeah. 
Yeah. A lot of guys. I mean, I'm still meeting people out here yeah. in L.A. that are, like, just getting into it. And Groove is an awesome gateway. Well, and there I've are people a- that take your class that are so great, like Dean and Jiren and people like that. And, and you find out that they've not studied that much. It's pretty new to them. And yep. I, it's so inspiring very, what that brings very, out. Very, inspiring. Um, do you ever lose your temper? <laughs> no. I know. I, I can't, can't imagine it. Why is that a question? <laughs> I just don't know. I was trying to think about it. You're you're a boss or whatever, but yeah. you don't seem like you get angry. I don't. I get moody. Yeah. But I don't get angry. Right. I don't understand anger. Yeah. And I think that part of me shut it off completely because growing up, my dad had a bad temper. Yeah. And I remember, like, I will never be like that. I will never, you know, I never wanted to have a temper because I just, it was so destructive. And you made a choice. I think so. That's awesome. So I just don't. I mean, it, I, c- I can think of one or maybe two times in my entire life where that fuse yeah. was set off, and it's not pretty, but... You know what, yeah, my th- I'm kind of like control. that. I'm not, I don't have, I don't get angry, but when I do something clumsy, mm-hmm. like I stub my toe or I bump my head, in that split second, all of that anger that I don't use anywhere else mm-hmm. comes to the fore, and I could literally break something or throw you're uh, mad at yourself or just, i just want to hit something i think i don't know i'm not even mad at anything i'm mad at the dirt right uh that's a joke <laughs> but um i just have anger and i i want to break something or do something destructive in it's a split second and then it passes it's weird that's where my anger comes hmm. anyway right. um now you have made my dreams come true multiple times by doing dance video recreations like If by Janet Jackson, Dream Come True, Slave for You, we you taught us, uh-huh. and we actually got to perform it in a recital. Yeah, I did two recitals with you and your your uh, crew. I call it my crew. It's a crew. I have a crew, yeah. and I was like a thirteen year old girl going. I have my dance recital this weekend. I can't wait for my dance recital. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm whatever my age I am. But I was that guy. But. You obviously have an appreciation for music videos and, and pop music and, mm-hmm. and hip-hop. What music video could you watch over and over? Well, if, I mean, not only because of the song, but that video and the, and the breakdown. The Janet Jackson. is just so hot. The way the girls are playing with the guys' heads and, yes. you know, is, is so good. And then... Um, that is one of mine as well. Yeah. And I think what I love about it is the mixture of fluid uh-huh. sexuality uh-huh. in, like, the verse and then the really sharp, hard, percussive mixture of it. Yeah. And then the sexuality with her going between the legs yeah. and, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's down to down, down, down to down, down. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I can watch that over and over. And then I, and then I do think um, visually and, and choreographically um, human nature is really well done, too. Madonna by Madonna. Yes. Um, the black and white and the, the pictures that they create and all those dancers are so incredible. There was a guy in that named Luca Tomasini. Did yeah. you ever know him or no. hear of him? He, I knew him back when I was like a kind of cruise ship dancer in that mm-hmm. circle and going to class and stuff. And for a while there, I was doing people's resumes on my computer as a little side business. <laughs> and I forgot about that. Anyway, I used to do his resume and I, he was so hot and he was from Italy and he would come over and I would do his resume and I would be like, I remember one time he was on the Oscars, Paula Abdul choreographed it. And I think it was like under the sea. And I remember just being driven to distraction by how, by my sexiness. Yeah. I just couldn't handle Yeah. I couldn't handle it. Anyway, what were we talking about? Music video. Oh, human nature. nature, Yeah. With the latex and the dog. Yeah, there's just there's some awesome musicality in that that I don't even know if a lot of people would pick up on. Yeah, um, but when she's in the chair, when she's against the mirror, um, even how they worked out that rope section. Yes, which I'm sure is all camera work, but the way they make it look, and and if it's real, I'd love to know how they. You know, all right, you're going to go under this rope and over this rope. And then when you roll out, we're going to make this formation with the ropes. Right. Um, that must all, have taken a lot of trial and error. Yeah, it's pretty impressive to yeah. me. So I don't. those are those are two that come up right now. Right, right on. off the bat. Nice. Yeah. Now, what, what was it like when you first came to L.A.? What do you remember about it? <laughs> did you come here? I'm going to be a dancer. I'm going to do. Did you? Well, yeah. Did you come here like 
with a real like plan or I'm going to do this or how did you end up here? <laughs> I had $5 in my pocket. Right. <laughs> I'm reading the book that Madonna's brother wrote uh-huh. about Madonna. Uh-huh. Finally, it's been out forever. Yeah. It's really good. I'm really, really into it. But you know Madonna's story about how I only had $35 and I told the cab driver to take me to the middle of anything, everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, not really. Right. She had more money than that and right. she had friends there. And right. she like she was a middle class girl. I always wondered that about a, yeah. a lot of celebrities because – you can't idolize them as much if they don't have a backstory. Yeah. <laughs> and she apparently, according to this book, so, was good at like... I'm working on my backstory yeah, right making now shit up. so that when I end yeah, up on, maybe, when I go on Ellen soon, I'm going to be like, Ellen, you know, yeah. this is my, how hard it was for me before I made it big. Right. Speaking of Ellen, you were already on Ellen in a way. I was in a way. Yeah. It the was likeness, really cool. My likeness. Your likeness. <laughs> so break, cool. tell us that story. It's a cool story. You want to set? You want to talk yeah, about that first? I yeah, and then we'll go into whatever okay. I was asking you about because I forgot it. That, but, was um, a, that was just a really cool thing. Um, back when JC Penny, she was the spokesperson for JC Penny, and right. one million moms threw up this big fuss about her being the spokesperson. Yeah, we don't want a gay person being JC Penny. Yeah, um, I actually had a student um, named Laura who approached me, and she was like, "I want to do a flash mob." And this was not – it didn't have anything to do with Ellen at the time. But she said, you know, I she was new to L.A. I just moved back here. Let's do a flash mob. Let's do something fun. Do you want to get in on it? And I'm like, yeah, I'll choreograph. Like I can, you know, ask some of the students if they want to do it. And then we started talking about what we should – if there should be a theme or anything. And maybe we should do it in front of J.C. Penny as sort of like a – Like as a su- show of – Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we support, support you, yeah. Ellen. Um, and the next thing I know, I'm sending our track, Dance, Sweat, Live, with a sample of Ellen saying, my haters are my motivators, um, right. to one of my DJs, who's a music producer, Ellis Mia. And all of a sudden, he makes this awesome mix for us. We put out the word that we're doing this flash mob. Rehearsal was that morning. I blew. I should have gone. I forgot I had a yeah. conflict. Rehearsal was that morning. I think the idea of a flash mob scared me, frankly. Like, I, you don't it's quite know. It's a little know. scary. It's a little... Well, yeah, so yeah. I'll tell you real quick. But... I have a bad flash mob story. Oh. I'm tra- traumatized. Oh. I'll tell you after you finish That's your story. Good. So we met at Laura's house. It was raining that day. Right. So we were all crammed um, under this, like, parking garage, this carport. Right. Trying to break down the choreography, teach everybody. And at, like, 3 o'clock, we said, all right, go to the mall. We're pressing play at 4 o'clock. Stand by. Right? And we told everybody to it's wear... It's like Mission Impossible. It was. This is the scary part. This is why flash mobs are scary. Because yeah. we actually did not know if we needed a permit or if we were going to get kicked out. Right. And so my fear is like... Paul Blart Mall Cop would have been all over <laughs> your asses. My feeling is like, we're going to start this and we're going to like hear sirens and these cops are going to come and like break us up. Right. So we had organized like three different people filming it. We had the girl who had the speaker in her backpack. Right. Right? So everything was set up. It's like you're going to rob the Glendale Galleria. Exactly what you think. Like, where you're keeping a lookout and you're looking at all your point people. Yeah. So at 3.55, I'm looking around laughing because in every single store are our people pretending to shop. Right, right, right. Like, waiting for that 4 o'clock moment. Right. And I just know, I just see all these faces of people I recognize that are just do to do to do like yeah, on yeah. their cell phone. Oh, look, things whatever. to remember. I want to go into there. Or yeah. like probably over overselling it. Like, overselling hey, you want to get an orange Julius? <laughs> yeah. Overselling everything. Keith, um, get out of the footlocker. Mom's waiting. Like, okay. So I remember very clearly. <laughs> people I, like trying to act cool. All these That's people, like a movie. I'm like, how is this not obvious that this yeah. is about to happen? Like, if anybody yeah. looked around, we're all kind of dressed the same. Right. Um, so we pressed play. We did it. We all we said meet at the meet in the food court. We went running over to the food court, and that and that excitement afterward. Oh my god, I messed up! All right, la, la. like everyone was just like da 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 da. Hey guys, do you want to do it again? Yeah. Let's so do you it you, again. Th- you did it once. Nobody shut you down. Nobody, shut, nobody said anything. Like right. there was a huge crowd. Everybody was cheering. It was awesome. Yeah. Like that's the thing about flash mobs is that it really does bring so much joy. Yeah. To people that are are witness of it. And people yeah. That are around it. So we did it again. Nobody said anything. Long story short, um, Laura took the footage to some of her editing friends. Uh, we put it up online. It got in Ellen's hands in like less than 24 hours. Um, producers were, called me and said, we love this. We want to air it on the show. Can we clear the music? Can we clear it through you to put it on there? It was awesome. Like it went on the air the next day. She said, somebody put this video together. I don't know who it is, but I want to meet you. And so then my phone's blowing up. Ellen wants to meet you. Oh my God, this is so crazy. So- 
it's it, when something goes viral like yeah. that, you can just imagine the the, the crazy. It's like um a campaign, yeah, uh, a presidential campaign when something ha- big happens in the office, everyone's and going crazy, phones, phones are blowing yeah. up, and everyone's papers are flying yeah. everywhere. That's kind of what it felt like. And then that was on a Thursday, and then I think come Friday, nothing happened. They went on spring break the whole next week, and the following Monday, crickets. Crickets. So like, you never got your mo- your Ellen moment. But I'm glad. And be, that's because what would I have done if I had gone on the show at that moment in time? I would have said, hey, yeah, this was really fun. I didn't have a product to sell. I didn't have classes all over. Yeah. So now it's a little different. You know, it still would have been an awesome opportunity. I mean, yeah. Still, to meet Ellen at that point in time would have been amazing. But I think there was a reason. Yeah. And it was great that we did it. And so now we're figuring out what we can do next. I to love get that. Her attention. I love it. Something. Something will yeah. come up. If you're listening to Yeah. Ellen. I'm going to tell you my flash mob story. I was covering this uh, Philadelphia International Festival of the Arts for a travel thing. And they were going to do a flash mob. And I was going to – it was part of the thing. And I was going to report about it. And I learned all the choreography and all that stuff. And I – and the, the choreographer, I remember the girl being like, well, this is kind of tough. Like, yeah. these moves, and she was a little bossy. I'm like, all right, calm down. It's a flash mob. And then I go there. <clears throat> excuse me. Long story short, I got the wrong day. So uh, I, I was I was looking was around. Isn't that a commercial? Did, I, Didn't they make a commercial out of yeah, that? I think like they that did. Same thing? Yeah. And it's for, like, it's for a phone or a watch yeah. or something where it's like, ne- never, you know, never miss the important- Never miss the flash mob. That was me. I was standing there, but I was in the venue... Um, looking around and looking for like people that like, oh, they look like she's kind of stretching out a little. And, then, and it was the wrong day, wrong time. I blew it. And I learned the geography and everything. And then I didn't get to really do it. So I think I was a little scarred from that. Well, I'm trying to, to reinvent flash mobs a little bit. I like it. If anyone and, can do it, it's you. And, uh, when, when it's, when it's time to drop the bomb. And then I will not hesitate. I will be there. You have to be there. I will drop anything now. The other thing that sucks is, like, you were in the happy video that Pharrell did. Uh And I remember Catherine Burns asking everyone to do it. And I was busy. And I I really should have tried out for that or whatever. Why not? I know. From now on, I always have to just show up. Talk about an opportunity to dance through the streets of downtown L.A., do whatever you want with with a camera crew. So this is the happy video by Pharrell that's 24 hours long. Yep. You are in a what time code are you? Um, Do you remember? I want to say 4.15 or 4.20 around there. In the Some, afternoon. Somewhere between 4.15 or 4.30, I think. Okay, in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, so how does it work? You get to where your place is. And how do you get well, to practice at all? Do you know your path, so, or are you no, just going? No, yeah. So anybody that's that's familiar with the video or if you watch it, just understand that it's continuous. So where where one person stops off, the next person starts. Right. So the idea, like wherever they started, I don't know what time or where they started. Yeah. It's continuous. Like that goes in and out of buildings and up and down streets and daytime to nighttime. So we're literally in a passenger van following the camera crews because we don't know where they're going to stop. Um, and so they stopped in an alley and they said, all right, Ben, you're up. Get out. Do right? it. So I jumped out. And he goes, here's what's going to happen. You're going to hear the click track. And as soon as he goes, just follow the camera. So click, 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 click. We start going. <laughs> the camera guy takes five steps and, and steps on a dog. Steps <gasps> on like a homeless person's dog. Oh, my God. So then there's this like argument like, watch where you're going. What are you doing? You guys shouldn't be here. And you're trying to dance. And, I, and you're like, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. da, da, da. Okay. Right. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we quickly reset. We All right. We quickly moved around the dog. Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember going through... It, you we, were down in, like, Alvera Street and, like... We the... weren't quite Alvera Street. It was more, like, the toy district. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I remember dancing through um, this this little walkway with shops and dresses. I remember and, you interacted with some strangers. That was the funnest part. Did that, they have to go back and get releases from them, or did you just... They didn't. Okay. Yeah. No, you know what? It's happy. It's Pharrell. It's, it's I don't Pharrell. Know. <laughs> it's Who's going to shit on Pharrell and, and that song? You can't. But yeah, trying to get people to dance with you yeah. is really entertaining. And then... Well, you've got experience, though, from the then, Bar Mitzvah yeah, Circa. Exactly. And then four minutes of improv dancing... Oh, let me jump on this light post. Let me, you know, running man across the street. Anything, yeah. anything you could figure out. Just whatever out. you could come up with. 
Did it so seem fun. like a long time? Did you seem like this so is going long. on for fucking ever? And they're actually, you know, they're they're kind of kind of yelling at you, yeah. like, keep going, more energy, yeah. keep yeah. doing this, move over sparkle, there, sparkle, Neely, sparkle. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes, it felt very long. I was quite tired after. I bet it was one of those things, like, well, we'll see what happens with this, and then it's like it blew up. Or did you already? Did you know like this was going to be huge? It's Pharrell. Was it huge? That song. Oh, the song was the huge. The song was huge. And then the video, the video came out first. The video came the out and then... 24 hour? Yeah. And then the song sort of blew up on yeah. radio a little later. Yeah. But it's such a cool thing to say I was in that. It is. I, I, it was... At the time, I was just... I had the afternoon free. It was like, I'll go do it. Sounds yeah. like fun. But I'm really glad to be part of that. Because yeah. that's something that's never been done before. Yeah. 24 hours of... Dancing. Nonstop. And I, I, I could have... Tried to get a piece of that action. I didn't. You would have rocked it. I would have to say yes to all this stuff now. That's my new thing. Come I on. usually do. I don't you know. Usually do. You're I had great shit going on. You're great Whatever. For that. All right. So we were talking about when you first came to LA. What was your game plan? Yeah. Um, so I went to school, finished college. What did you study? Uh, business and communication. Okay. So helpful ish. Right. You know, it was good. Um, but I started dancing in college and everything kind of spun from there. And I started getting job. My first paid gig was with a drag queen. Which um, one? Back of, <laughs> her name was Davina. Okay. And we went to Miss Gay America in Little Rock, Arkansas and competed for the title. And you were one of her backup dancers. I was one of, one of and she did a Janet medley. And oh, we did, shit. we were four guys doing a Janet medley. So oh. just imagine, like, that's a whole, we probably need a whole other podcast to talk about the drag queen circuit and dancing for drag queens and all that stuff. But that was my first paid gig. And then it moved into other stuff. And by the time I graduated that summer, it was really, I'm sure, what most college kids go through. Like, what am I going to do? Right. Right? Now I have this degree. What do I want to do? And I do not remember how or why the decision came up to go, I'm going to move to L.A. But I do remember thinking, Mom and Dad, at least I have a degree to fall back on if it doesn't work out. Right. right? Were they supportive I, they of the dancing really and stuff? Were. They actually really were. I, I'm surprised that they were, but... I think I was a little persuasive. You know, right. Oh, just a year, and if it doesn't work out, I'll come back. It's fine. Right. Um, I had met one person who was on tour at the time and was moving back around October. Right. So we said, let's get an apartment together. So that fell into place, which was great. But I knew nothing. Looking back, I had I had not done any of the conventions. I had not come out here as a kid during the summer and trained at the Edge right. or Millennium, which a lot of people do, which I think is a good icebreaker to moving here. You felt like you weren't part of the... Not at all. You didn't know the people you had not to know. And, yeah. But the best thing I had going for me was my four years of real life experience in college. Right. Because at 18, you don't have that. And I've seen too many people... It's an expensive city to live in. The right. industry's tough. And if you don't have a good head on your shoulders or any kind of life experience, you're going to turn around and go right back home. Right. So I had that going for me. So I was very realistic. I was like, let me get a job, make sure my bills are paid, start auditioning. Um, so it was, it literally, I don't know if anybody's ever said it, but that first year was discovering the city, making friends, figuring out all the little logistics. I need to get headshots. I need to get yeah. an agent. I need to get my stuff on LA casting. Yeah. All of those processes. So that, that, that year turned into, I need to one to three years. Yeah. I'm just need a little extension on this. And that, that extension was when things started to sink in a little bit more. Right. Right. That's when I really started to audition and I had been training enough and learning enough. And so the plan at the time, which is what you asked me was, I want to dance for Janet or Brittany. Or, if you could dance for any of them, who would it be? I mean, it would it would probably be Janet. Yeah, because that's that's our our genre. That's yeah. our. Um, she was the icon. Yeah, always had the best dancers backup dancing for her. So that would have been really cool. But the realization is when you move and you're in a sea full of extremely talented people, you got to work really hard. Yeah. It does matter who you know. And at the end of the day, there's four spots. And yeah. usually three of them, if not four, are already filled yeah. with the choreographer's friends or people that have been there way longer before you. Right. So you either wait your turn and you keep fighting for it, or you realize that there is so much else out there that can make you happy and fulfill you. So, I love that. Yeah. 
Uh, how much do dancers on tour get paid a week? Do you have any idea? Uh, generally speaking, I, mean, I was talking about this the other day. Somebody's saying like, if you if you book this tour, how yeah. much would that be? As far as I know, I mean, I haven't checked into rate, rates lately, and it always depends on the size sure, of the tour of and the artist. But you know, minimum you could be making like twelve hundred a week. Yeah, all the way up to like two. Yeah, or or a little bit more a week. Yeah. So that's not a bad paycheck. No. You know, most of those dancers that have been on tour for a while, like some of those longer-running tours, they yeah. own houses now. Yeah. So it's not a bad... It's a good thing. Not a bad gig. Uh-huh. It's a good thing. The best thing you could do as a dancer is get jobs where there's residuals. Which, that's why I'm so... There's this one girl that was on So You Think You Can Dance that's now in the degree commercials. Yeah. Jasmine. Uh-huh. And I'm so... Every time I see one, I'm so happy for her because I know that, like, that's where the money is. <laughs> those commercials, let me tell you, I've, I've had a few of those. What was your most... Um, Widely seen commercial. Um, it was the first one that I booked, which was Singular Wireless. Do you dance in it? No. Are you just chatting and cute and fun? Do you remember Ken Jennings? The who, Jeopardy guy. The Jeopardy guy? Yeah. They put him in a commercial. Okay. Why not? I might be I might be able to find that commercial on Okay, to you cool. Too. That's a link, too. <laughs> We're going to have some too. fun links. We're going to do Xanadu, chicken. Especially because I was yeah. so young and my hair was long and curly. Yeah. But um, the premise of the commercial was now that I've won all this money on Jeopardy, I have all these friends and family coming out of the woodworks. Right. So there's all these little scenes of like, Ken, I'm your sister's brother's cousin's uncle, right? Yeah. Like all these random people. I was hired as Ken's cousin's cousin's cousin. Right on. So my line was, Ken, it's I'm your cousin's cousin's cousin. Right. Which stuck with me for about two years afterwards. So people would see you in a club and be, hey, it's the cousin's cousin's cousins. <laughs> I don't know if it was club, like, yeah. recognized out at clubs, but it was definitely, like, friends and family that were just like, you're that guy. Oh, my God. Uh, but that ran a lot. And that brought in a right? lot of money. Yeah. It's amazing. It was unbelievable. I, could, I was checking my mail and checks were coming in. I'm like, this is insane. That's so cool. It's like the lottery. Yeah. For one day of work. Yeah. And you get paid well that day and did taken you, care of. Did you ever dance in a commercial? Um, I danced a little bit in an Xbox commercial. Yeah. Um, my favorite commercial was a Miller Lite one where they actually shaved my head on camera. Wow. That's that, crazy. I was hired because my hair was big. Yeah. I had a big, long, curly afro. And they said, we will pay you, you know, double and scale and a half, but we want to hire you to shit. It was a boot camp theme. It was like leading yeah. up to the Super Bowl. Wow. And so we were re- in referee training camp. And so there were all these guys lined up waiting to get shaved behind me. And I was sitting and the, the buzzers go on. I'm zzzz, there goes my hair. Wow. It was, like a, it was a one take thing. Yeah, of course. They and can't I, look at G.I. Jane. You can't fuck it up. I remember getting <clears throat> up out of that seat after they had just shaved my head. Walking by all these guys that were very real reactions, like, holy shit. And I walked outside until they yelled cut, and it was actually raining. So my first experience with a shaved head was, like, drips of water on my bald head. Wow. That's very sensual. Like, the senses. And then I just was freaking out because my hair was gone. And then did it run a lot? And it was like... No, and that one didn't run a lot. Like, that was like I shaved my head for one day for no residuals. Yes. That's, That's show business. That was yeah. really fresh. I was so pissed. I could see that. Okay. I want to, like, what is, why do you love dancing? <laughs> it, it, it allows me to breathe. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, I, get, I get it. There are so many, there are so many reasons. Um, I, I think, I believe very strongly that it is the fountain of youth. That it really keeps you young, um, physically and at heart. Um, it is a huge freedom of expression. Um, you know how we say in class, dance the shit out of it. That's right. Because that's where, that's where the power lies. When you can get yourself to a point where you don't care what anybody else thinks, where you're doing you to the point where you feel like you're free. It's that freedom, right? That full freedom. Um, that's when I think you're living. That's where you, that's why when you're living that, when you're living that moment and living life to that maximum, all the benefits, that's why I say like, I think it's the fountain of youth because you're living your life. You're in that moment. You're experiencing this energy and this excitement and this endorphin rush that is, uh, is pretty special. So, and you know how like turns of phrase go in and out of the, the sort of dance circle. Oh, that was fierce or this or whatever. Lately, everyone's like, you were living out there. Living. That's what everyone says. That's kind of like the new catchphrase like Mark Lowe who uh, comes to hip hop yeah. and uh, who I turned on to it who's a dancer who's like my age and he Love loves it whenever we come off he's like you are living out there and th- that's the truth 
And it's true. It's the truth. And it's, I don't have a lot of regrets about my life, but I, I wish that I had not gone so long without dancing, Mm -hmm. but you brought it back into my life. And I, uh, I'm going through a a little bit of a tough period now, you know, employment and stuff. And, but the difference is I have better tools now than I did the last time. Mm -hmm. And like, you're a part of that. And like, I know on a Monday night, I'm going to go and I'm going to live it, you know, and I'm going to have fun and that's going to be a great night. Yeah. So, um, super special. Yeah. So you're awesome. Where can people learn more about Groove 3 and everything that you do? Uh, and that weirdness in my voice is just the (laughs) air conditioner. (laughs) We're going to swag it out. We're going to, we're going to, yeah, we totally are. We'll swag it out. Yeah. Uh, Groove3.com, G-R-O-O-V-3.com. Everything is on there, all of our locations, links to our YouTube channel. Um, You can buy the DVD in the shop. On our YouTube channel, we have what we call living room sessions. So you can do sessions in a living room. So you can dance with me for 20, 25 minutes and learn dance or get a little sweat going on. Um, Everything's there. We have mixes that are available from our DJs. um, And it's just an awesome growing community. So if you want to learn to dance or you used to dance or just want to do it for fun um please 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 come check out groove three and come come live come live and come if, live your and life if, and if dancing isn't your thing find whatever that is because oh, having that thing that brings you joy is the best, no matter what no matter what, what that isn't tied to work or business or fame or money or any of that is just about that yep. it's so great to have something like that in your life no matter what and also you choreographed um if we took a holiday the short film we made <laughs> yes that was and we didn't put you in a chicken suit or anything thank you i know although you do appear in the movie yeah I you're adorable cameo. you did you have cameo. your moment all right thank you benjamin allen you can um, learn all about him at groove3.com and um this has been great thank you dennis all right thanks for listening bye My thanks again to Benjamin Allen. If you want to chime in on this week's burning question, which music video could you watch over and over again, you can do that at DennisAnyone.net. Just click on the tab marked blog, and you'll see where you enter your little comment. So we'd love to hear from you. Also, I want to let you know that this week I got to be a guest with my friends Dave White and Alonzo Duraldi on their movie review podcast, Linoleum Night. So if you want to hear what we have to say about all the latest releases, we had a ton of fun. You can check them out at linoleum-knife.com. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.